Welcome to Team Luke for Minds Podcast. On this show, our mission is to help families just like yours. We'll bring you inspiring stories from brain injury survivors, advice from health professionals, and much more to help make the recovery journey a little easier. If you or anyone you know has a, suffered from a brain injury, this show is for you. Hey everyone, I'm Jared, and welcome to another episode of the Team Luke Podcast. I'm today I'm with Kelly, who is a physical therapist. Uh, so welcome, Kelly. Thank you. Um, so my first question is, uh, how did you get started in physical therapy? Like, take us through that whole journey. Um, well, initially, I was a graphic artist for about 15 years, and then my son was diagnosed with leukemia when he was three, and I kind of saw how much therapies helped him and his friends going through therapy, so um, I switched careers and um, applied to PT school here at Tech and got in and always knew I wanted to do children, and so that's kind of that's kind of how I did it. Yeah, well, can you take us through, like, what you were thinking and feeling at the time of that diagnosis? Like, that's, I don't know. Well, um, it's something that a parent never wants to hear is yeah. their child has cancer. So it was, it was scary. It was, um, I did a lot of research. I didn't know what to expect as far as treatments or, um, you know, the outlook. So when... Um, you kind of get a new f family, I guess you'd call it, the nurses, the doctors, the therapists. Um, and when I got into all of that and met all the people, I just really wanted to be a part of it. So, um, and they helped my son a whole lot. He still keeps in touch with, his favorite nurse was, he called him Big Tummy Mike because he had a big old tummy in here. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's still his favorite nurse. And we're still in contact with most of his doctors. And, and so I kind of wanted to be that for other families and I thought also that um, we haven't gone through the exact same things as the kids I treat but I kind of know where they're coming from a little bit and I think it helps me to um, connect with the families and the patients so um, was it a difficult transition to make or was it no it really wasn't um, I need to start doing art again because I love it but I had gotten to where um, I was doing it you know for the it was you had to do it for pay and you had to do what other people wanted so it was getting not as fun so if i ever get time i want to start painting for fun again yeah <laughs> was um what what types of patients do you see on a daily basis um i see all kinds um mostly well all pediatrics during the week um i see a lot of neuro neurodiagnosis like cerebral palsy or um shaken baby or I have a lot of little kiddos that have genetic disorders. And then, um, like Luke, traumatic brain injuries or um, uh, strokes in utero. I'm trying to think. I see some ortho kids, but mm, I like the neuro kids the best. Mm -hmm. They're more challenging and yeah. make me think. <laughs> Are there, are each case like really unique in terms of the neuro kids or are they? Generally it is. Yeah. They're all different. Um, I mean, you can have somebody with cerebral palsy, but the presentation is, is all, is always different. And so you have to kind of, um, I don't know, um, style your treatment to the, to each kiddo mm -hmm. and you don't really, 
what I kind of like, and it's kind of like the art, is that I don't ever plan it before. Like, I go in and see a kid, and you don't really plan with kids because you never know what they're going to do or not do for you. So you just yeah. kind of kind of do it as you're there, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it works best that way. Do you treat all kids? I do. Okay. When did you, um, like, start seeing Luke? I started Luke, um, I believe, I was trying to think about that. I think I've seen him since 2016. I think since 2016. Um, I moved back. My son and I lived in um, the Fort Worth area. And then he came back for tech, and then I followed him two years later. And this is home, anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started working at a clinic, and that's where I started working with Luke. So, and can you take us through maybe like what you work on with him and like? Sure. Um, so, for the most part, we're working on head control, um, sitting up, and and um, kind of an upright sit, using a lot of his abs and back musculature as much as he can. Um, he's doing pretty good with his upright, holding his head upright. Um, right now. Probably my biggest focus, he has some scoliosis going on. And so um, we're working on kind of stretching that out and trying to strengthen the opposite side of the curve so that maybe he can help a little bit on his own sitting up straight. Um, We do a lot of stretching. Um, We're working on rolling um, from from his back to his side. what else like rolling over uh-huh but not totally um first first you do from it's called supine position where you're laying on your back and then i help him roll over to the right side or the left side um we haven't got totally over to tummy yet um a lot of stretching like i said uh we do so um kicking the ball so if I put the ball down on the floor in front of him and have him, I just kind of tap certain muscles and have him initiate the kick. Um, working on sitting on a tall mat to standing with help. I'm trying to think what else. That's about all. Tracking. I work um, where I'm working now. Um, the speech therapist and the occupational therapist and I sometimes overlap treatments so that like I can position him while he's doing speech and cognitive work so that he's more upright and more alert while he's doing there so we did some tracking to where he's following stuff Um, I had him positioned so that the speech can work on um, like lip closure or we're gonna start with a communication device there's all kinds of stuff that are mm-hmm. in the near future. How do you like tell when to progress from one thing to the next? And like how much progression has he made in uh, a few years? Um, he's made a lot. Um, sometimes if he has a hospital stay, which is rare for him, but he did have uh, another brain bleed and that kind of set him yeah. back a little bit. So um, generally I set his goals and then once once we meet him, um, then I move on to the next. His, with a brain injury, it's, it's very slow progression. But he's making it, but it, it's, it's slow. And it is like that with most brain injuries. Mm-hmm. And um, he's lucky in that his parents, they do everything 
possible from stem cell transplant to the oxygen um, tank to he he used to go to the neuro rehab center in Fort Worth and I think he's still going to go maybe once a month but we got the loco mat um, in Trust Point down here yeah he how does that there. how does that work I have it, not uh, been trained on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wish I was, but he's, he sees, um, I work at Trust Point, but I don't work in the outpatient part. So he sees an outpatient therapist there. And I think from what I've seen is it's kind of like an exoskeleton and it can move. It can give as much help moving them as they need or as little help. So I think they progressively take away the assist. With, so what it does is it takes them through the walking, through the gate. Hmm. And um, Does tries to get that. walking uh-huh. up until he can, yeah. he can walk. And so it gets weight bearing and it gets uh, movement um, like the gait. I know he used to do the really good thing also is hippotherapy. So it's horseback therapy. Uh-huh. Never heard of that. It's neat. It's really neat. And it's good for a gait and the, the movement of the hips. And I know he did that. I don't know if he's currently doing it right now. But hmm. How often do you see him? I see him two times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was still going to the clinic that I had him beforehand, I moved to clinics. And so then I would just go see him on Sundays just mm-hmm. just, just for fun, just to see him. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but right now, since he's coming to our clinic, I see him two times a week, mm-hmm. every week. And then he goes to Trust Point, I think, three days a week. Okay. His dad put, you know... Um, talks a lot about him being an athlete yeah now that helps do you see any of that I do because he has um he never he he has a lot of fire in him he doesn't give up and he pushes and he works really really hard you can see it in his face you can because everything he does takes so much energy and so much um mental strategy and you can just tell um you can just look at him and tell and yeah I can I can see his athleticism coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any like common traits you see among maybe like Luke and then other kids you see that have had brain injuries? Yeah, I'm almost all kids, not even just the brain injury kiddos. Um, if they are stubborn and um, not in a bad way, but and they're um, like outgoing and hard headed and just what people call difficult I wouldn't say don't I don't like difficult but um not laid back and just kind of go with the flow if you're out there and you're and you're um maybe want to like challenge what you're saying yeah yeah yeah. they um they do the best Mm -hmm. if they're if um even when I saw my son going through his cancer treatments and his therapies um because he's very um stubborn and hard-headed but he when it compared to him and another kid or any of the other kids I see that aren't that way, they just don't progress like the the ones that are just want to succeed, I guess. I don't know Mm -hmm. how to explain it. So it's it's more like the the drive to get better. Yes. Versus like just going with the flow and just not having that, not ambition, but not having that. Yeah, that's probably the... the, um, what I see most in common with the kids that really um, progress and and meet their goals and go forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I had a brain injury uh, three years ago. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. 
And so I remember like just being competitive with myself. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I got I walked. Took me six minutes to walk around this floor. Yes. Let's try to do it in less time. Exactly. Yeah, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know how. I I wish I could find better words than hard headed and stubborn because that sounds <laughs> that sounds bad. But it's I don't mean it in a bad way. Yeah. I just you know what I mean. <laughs> what What is it like um, talking to families, like talking to Tim and like um, other families? It's hard. Um, because it's hard to answer some of their questions if they ask, you know, will they walk again? Will they talk? Will they, you know, you just don't know. I, I always try to, I always generally say, you know, no, nobody knows. I mean, God knows, but that's about it. And so we're just going to push as hard as we can and see what happens. Um, it's hard for me. I get, sometimes I get too attached. And I don't know if it's because I, had a son that kind of went through it or but I get a really attached to my family so and to the kids um, so it's hard when I see them hurting or when I see them sad or they don't think the progress is going like it should mm-hmm. um, that's hard mm-hmm. well, you having been through you know a difficult situation that yeah. probably makes it easier to connect it does I think yeah. and I think um, I found that for one having a child since I work with children and then having a child that was chronically ill for a while, um, they seem to open up a little bit more to me because they think that, and I do, they understand that I kind of understand where they are and what they're going through, even though our situations might be different. It's still a parent taking care of a, a child that has, you know, something going on. Mm-hmm. So. What's the most uh, gratifying part of your job? Uh, seeing the kids happy and progress, seeing um, them meet, whether it's a really hard goal or a really simple goal, um, although I don't think there's any simple goals, and having the families there and cheer them on and just seeing them succeed. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, standout? I'm sure they're all great (laughs) stories, but do you have any, like, standout stories? Oh, gosh, there's a lot. Um, Trying to think. I guess one, um, I had a little, when I very first was a physical therapist, um, I had a girl, how old was she? I think she was about 11, and her and her dad were on a, I think it was a ATV, and they had an accident, and she was paralyzed. Um, I think it was like T4, I can't remember, but she was, par- she had no movement or feeling or anything in her legs. And, um, and she was bound and determined that she's going to walk again and she's going to do sports and she's going to do all this. So we worked, I was at SPRC at the time and we did, uh, the light gate and had her and there was a bunch of therapists and one was on one leg and one was on the other leg. And, um, long story short, it took about, I don't know, maybe a year and a half and she walked out of there, um, now she's married and has, I think she has four girls. We still keep in touch. Oh, wow. And, um, and she's doing awesome. So that was, kind, that was a really neat thing for me to see. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it is. Because they were, it wasn't a total, um, like a total, um, what am I trying to say? Cut through the spinal cord, but it was still iffy if she was ever going to do yeah, that again. Yeah, doctors just weren't sure. Yeah. Wow. And she just, she had it spunk and determination, and she 
she did yeah, it and it was great what we were talking about earlier like just having that goal yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh so there is a uh, was there anything else you want to touch on about like luke or working with him um well it's i love working with luke and his family um they do so much i think for the community and all around now that they have the foundation um i get to see a bunch of children like through sometimes i work at covenant um children's hospital and then sometimes i work in the pediatric places for trust point and i've made a lot of referrals to them and they always pick them up and they always help the families so it's kind of nice to see that um Luke is a lucky boy in that he has his whole family behind him, and they push him, and they, um, his sisters, his dad, his mom, um, and like I said, they'll do anything possible. If I give them things to do at home, home exercise or whatever, they do it, and um, I just really, and Luke himself, he has, even though he might not have his words, he um, has this presence about him that he's just really kind and sweet and um he's really calm he's a calm child in a certain way but then determined in another so he kind of calms me i i really like i like treating him mm-hmm. a lot that's awesome yeah so there's a final question we ask everyone and okay. it's you've kind of touched on it throughout the interview but what would be your like top three recommendations for someone that has a brain injury and is going through the recovery process or maybe like a family member that has a child with a brain injury? What would be your recommendations for them? Definitely get all the therapy help that you can get um, and research the places that you go and the therapist that you'll see. Um, get a lot of support behind you. F- include family and friends and don't be afraid to ask for help because a lot of people are um, make sure that you're well educated on the particular um, brain injury or bleed or whatever injury that that, that your child has and uh, be an advocate no more than the doctors <laughs> um, and then especially for brain injury like I said get in, get involved with something like like the team Luke foundation or that people that are that know what they're doing have been there and they can help you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Team Luke Hope for Minds podcast. If you want to learn more, check out our website, teamlukehopeforminds.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. See you all next time.